This episode is brought to you by the No Tech Talk podcast, where the only rule is to have no tact. That's right. It's spelled T-A-C-T, just in case you didn't get it the first two times. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and tag us on social media wherever you share the episode. You can find all the socials and information on www.notactalk.com. Now let's get to the show. Every couple years anyway. That's I'm about true. to get to the 13 in a couple weeks. I'm going to have my three cameras set up. Because the phone around the same price as a DSLR. Any, DSLR uh, that's anyway. true. No, that's true. So, yeah. True. I can't do it. Recording right now? Oh, yeah. For my sound. Okay, but yeah, we're going to keep this going. I'm going to tell you, so the uh, so I have three cameras set up. I have that there for audio because Chelsea, the one I did two episodes ago, the, we have a new XLR cable. I mean, it was a whistling sound the whole time. Audio was trash. You could hear her, but you could not hear me. Oh, wow. So I have like an hour and a half of nothing. Nothing. And so we had to use that the, that phone. It picked up pretty well, but it still sounded like you was like in a, a football stadium. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> It, work, it works, so, you know, you just airdrop into to the Mac, yeah. Final Cut Pro it, yeah. done. It's amazing what these cameras can do, boy. Yeah. yeah they can do a little bit of everything. They're shooting movies yeah. and uh, music videos with it. So yeah. I'm like, why can't I just do a podcast? Just saying. So, with all that being said, welcome back to the No Tech Talk podcast, where the only rule is to have no tact. Let me just start by saying, I've been trying to look in both cameras if I can make the other <laughs> I've been trying to get an interview with this gentleman over here. For a long time, but we made it. We made it. We to, made it. Yes. We here. We're about to leave in like two weeks, though. A week and a half now, I think. Uh, and so I, you, my last in-person interview wow. for Austin, Texas. Wow. <sighs> Insert applause here. Wow. Here. Got my producer in the back. She's doing her thing, looking all cool. Hold uh, it down. As you, if you're watching us on YouTube, we are in his office. Yep. Thank you for allowing us to be here and take some of your space. No, thank you. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity to come and even just uh, have this time with you. It is an honor, man. I appreciate it. It's an honor. Good vibes already. It's an honor. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read your bio because here on the No Tech Talk podcast, we respect bios because if you have one, I mean, you did something. Oh, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. If you don't know the voice by now, it's Eric Moore, and he played quarterback for University of Oklahoma. We're going to let that slide for Boomer now. Boomer Sooner uh, in the house. Also graduated from OU in 99 with a bachelor's arts in communication. I, I would love to talk about that, too. Uh, he's from Dallas, Texas, where he played at David W. Carter David High David W. School. Carter High School. You One know, time. you see that movie Friday Night Lights. Do not believe how they depict oh. Carter High School. It is not. Uh, we were not these raunchy <laughs> group of individuals who had no respect. Okay. Uh, so, you know. It was dramatized. A bit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't stand that movie just I because love, of, oh really I love the movie but I just do, I don't like the I don't like the way that they depicted our high school I, I just don't think it's well, accurate yeah. I didn't think the uh, I didn't know how serious high school football oh was yeah in Texas, Texas yeah we said the same thing in Alabama like because college football is really big yeah I guess we were we Saints fans I don't know but I think my wife she's a Saints fan my dad's a Cowboys fan we never really take NFL seriously because it's all about the SEC so so, so where do you where do you draw the line? Because you Cowboys and Saints. That's just like uh I mean So I'm put you on the spot. I'll do by put the, you on the spot right uh, now on the no tact <laughs> podcast. No put tact. You on, huh? Um if I say cowboys, then people are gonna think I'm on a bandwagon. Oh no, if you say cowboy well, uh, 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 sure we watching yeah, the games yeah, like yeah. that, but I mean <laughs> 
Oh. I used I used to like being the Saints fans because of Drew Brees. And I saw an episode like three o'clock in the morning on Sports Science, and they had him how he threw a ball. Mm-hmm. And off that, I was like, cool, I could be a Saints fan, but I, I don't have no dog in the fight. Can't be a Falcons fan because I feel like they have like a I wouldn't call it a curse, but you know, with that same year Georgia, uh, the Falcons, I think the Braves all yeah. lost and like yeah. screwed it up. Yeah, it's weird. So sure. I'm gonna go with my wife. You're gonna go with the Saints. Good good choice. <laughs> go good, choice. good choice. Uh, <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Good choice. It says in high school you earned your first team all district and all state honors. You enjoy coaching and helping others become the best person and athlete they can be. Along with his awesome, amazing, beautiful wife. Shout out to the wife. Wife. Andrea. Is Andrea or Andrea? Andrea. Andrea. Okay. Yeah. Are the lead passes of Summit Worship Senses where we are right now? In Austin, Texas, they founded the Summit Worship Center in November of 13 with a few families. They both hold a degree from Fuller Theological Seminary in cross-cultural st- cultural studies. They live in the Austin area and with their three sons, three amazing sons, met them all, had a chance to talk to them a bunch of times, and the youth ministry, uh, EJ, Josiah, and Trey. With all that being said, welcome again. Man, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I love reading you. the bios. I, mean, I know it feels weird when yeah, somebody it does, probably it reads it. it. It feels weird, but... Yeah, but... Um, I was just, I wanted to kind of start a little bit different. Usually we have, like, the questions at the end. Okay. But, uh, we still do a scripture at the end, but we haven't had a sit-down talk. Okay. I don't think ever. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're a busy man. So am I, but, like, not, yeah. not no. Eric. No. Busy. I mean, what? And okay. I get <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, no, I remember we first got here, uh, my, I was gone for some military training, and mm-hmm. she was like, baby, I go to this church. Because we were going to GMZ. GMZ? GMZ. Yeah. It's yeah, cool. Pastor Clark. So yeah. we, we got here. We, we heard that was like the legit, the blackest church <laughs> in yeah. the city. Yeah. Uh, because the church we went to in Tennessee was like the whitest church in the city. Ah. And it was cool. We loved it. Yeah. But I think what got it for us is I think we went maybe three weeks in a row. And every week they acted like we were like the newest. Oh, you new visitors. Like, bro, we're the only black people in here. <laughs> but if for them, they yeah. were trying to, you don't get me wrong, it was good. They were trying to have a multicultural church yeah. and, you know, break Absolutely. boundaries and stuff. So that's great. Mm-hmm. But it was just weird that the praise and worship was not what we needed to be. It's only yeah. so much hill song you could take, yeah. in my opinion. We wanted some Kirk Frank and some Ty Tribute. So we went to GMZ. But then it became too much on that, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And so I went to this train. She's like, man, you got to try this church. That's great. Pastor's good. He can sing with an A. That's what she said. Not an I. I, 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 I she said, oh, right. <laughs> he can sing with an A. We have this sang thing. With the sang with an A. I like right. that. I'm going to have to steal that. I'm going to have to steal that one. Um, and I, I loved it. And um, at the time, I thought that I was going to be a preacher. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember. I came up to you. I was looking like real. I forgot what I was wearing. I was looking real kind of, I don't know, hood, for lack of better words. But you like, what's up, man? It was love. I don't know how you even took me in that moment, but I was like, hey, I think I want to do this. Do you have any seminary course? I don't know. Da, da. And uh, I'm glad you said no because through prayer and all the other type of stuff, I, fig- I figured that this would be more of my ministry. Yeah. And I teach, you know, yeah, I, I do different absolutely. type of things, but that's a heavy, that's a heavy uh, load to, to carry, I feel like. We're going to talk about that too. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, to break the ice a little bit. Okay. We have a hat in our No Tech Talk studio at home, and there's a bunch of different random questions. We okay. This time, I want to give you two because we were laughing about these last night. And um, oh, first question: it's no, no pressure environment. No, 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 no. Is a hot dog a sandwich? First question: Is a hot dog a sandwich? Apparently, if you research this, there's blogs and message boards and and like Gosh. heated conversations about is a hot dog a sandwich? Well, I think the the question. <laughs> Would be what makes a sandwich, 
it was and, a piece and of, so, it's a protein you know, in between two pieces of bread, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so based upon that definition, because a hot dog is protein. Right. I mean, the, the, the meat part is a protein, and it's in between. Is it? The, that's what I'm saying. Is it in between it? Is it is, but it's not like I mean, okay. So a you have is like to, a you have to take, thing. You have, yeah, but it's it's the same. Okay, so a sandwich, you have a top part and you have a bottom part, and there there's something in between. Yeah. With a hot dog, you have to split it down the That's middle. True. It opens up. You got one on this side, one on that side. You put the the huh. meat in between, and you close it up. I think it can be a sandwich if you position it to. But if you eat it like uh, you regularly eat a hot but, dog. Yeah, but you but you think it because <laughs> you think because a sandwich is vertical, right? The whole vertical right, part, right? Uh, vertical uh, bread part. on bread, right? Yeah, bread on, on bread. Okay, but it's still bread on bread. Huh. It's just a different way. That's true. What you think? Who is answer? <laughs> I mean, I was like, I have no dog in the fight. I no mean, pun intended. <laughs> I mean, you know, I used to. I mean, I don't really eat hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I, I eat bratwurst. Okay. I don't okay. like hot dogs. I, I remember, you know, growing up, growing up, growing up in Oak Cliff, you know, my mom and dad, man, shout out to them. I mean, they worked hard. Um, dad did the graveyard shift, yeah. worked at Texas Instrument. My mom was a RN. Mm. So, you know, uh, you know, they was, you know, I know about government cheese. I know about all those different things. And, mm-hmm. you know, we used to eat salami, you know, salami, bologna. So all that South meat? Huh? Maybe it's a su- southern, yeah, southern thing. Yeah, maybe a southern It's pretty much a hot thing. dog, but like a flat square. It's just a bunch of different types of terrible meat. See, <laughs> what happened was I used to eat it. You know, you used to eat it, man. You yeah. know, then one day, man, I, I I can see it to this day. I pull it out, and just something made me read the ingredients. Oh, don't ever do that. And when <laughs> I start reading the ingredients, I was done. I was like, mm-hmm. no no more. I don't want no bologna, no salami, no hot dog. I don't want no parts what of about it. about Spam? You like Spam? No. My dad, my Listen, dad will tear some Spam up. You I love hear me? Lobster. I love surfing turds like anybody else, but when it comes to a good sp- greasy Spam sandwich, cut it in half, some mayonnaise. Yeah, that's that. I'll do it every time. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll it. ever stop eating Spam. Ever. You eat sardines? No. I do a Vienna sausage. That's nah, kind of nasty. Nah, I don't like the flavors, like the regular original. Nah, man. Oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, I'm good on that. Because <laughs> I've <it was> elevated. <laughs> um, the next question is, this is kind of a thinker. If you had a plan, if you had, if you had to plan a way to rob a bank, how would you do it? Any, no, There's no wrong answer. If I had, oh, okay. Ocean 1613 style. Well, we you know, I mean, I, I, I would love to try to be like, you know, like Ocean's Eleven, you know, <laughs> scout out the place. Okay. You know, send in my crew, look okay. and see, find all the <laughs> the cameras, the where the police the set up, angles. the different angles, see if there's somebody within the organization Ooh, to, the, okay. you know, to. Give me all the hours of this y- stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like. I love Ocean Eleven, yeah. uh, you know that type of setup. You know, uh, think about all the different scenarios. I think I'd be very methodical and and really strategic, and mm. you know, finding out where the loopholes at. But then the the getaway, you know, makes be your getaway driver right now. Somebody you knew, <laughs> <laughs> Carl Cumberbatch. Oh, okay, yeah. Had lunch with him a couple of times. He's solid. Yeah, Carl, he, he the one you want. Okay, yeah, he, he the one I want. 
<laughs> what I want. Okay, I have to. She, I would use my wife. I drive a hybrid. Oh, so, you, so hold one. on. So what he's saying is that you have a heavy foot. For yes. What? Ah, it's yeah. always the small uh-huh. ones that get you. you yeah. Know? So the question is, do you go the speed limit or do you go? What's the speed limit? Got him. I go at the floor and trash. Yeah. Hey. I remember first time when I got a ticket, and I remember going to uh, the class. You know, because if you get a ticket, you got to go to the uh-huh, class. I went and, and I remember that listening, and I'm halfway asleep. But then the cop says, "You know, normally we give you like a ten mile grace period." I was ten mile. Cool. Mm, I don't remember right. anything else but the, from that. But I remember there's a ten mile grace period. Uh-huh. So I I operate within the grace. Mm. Mm. You got to go with grace. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on, somebody. I love it. <laughs> was it Operate with Grace? It might be the name of the podcast. Operate. So after the episode, we got to figure it out. Operate with Grace. It how deep it gets, because you can't just talk about robbing a bank and then have the grace be the title. I so. mean, hey, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, man. It was a question, For man. For me, the only thing I remember, it's funny you say that, is uh, he was so dramatic. He took his job very seriously. Really? I'll never forget it. Um, he came out there. He said, did you know on a two-lane highway, there are six inches dividing between you and the other car from death. That's what he said. The first thing, then introduce oh, wow. himself on oh, a two-lane wow. highway. One car going one way, one car going the other way. If you sneeze, instant death. And he was right. He was thinking about that. Two-lane highway, legit. If you just boom, one little turn, death, because the car is right there. Like he's trying to scare y'all for he real. He said, not freeways, not back roads. He said, two-lane roads, the most dangerous roads in the world. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. He took exactly. it so seriously. But yeah. that's the only thing I remember because after that, it was just like so much of, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we put the red question in the beginning. Um, I kind of want to talk about you. I know when people see that I did an interview with you, they're going to expect like, you know, what's the word? This, an- these regular answers that you would hear from okay. like a preacher. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so here, so that's important because I want to dive into that too, a little bit too because I, I used to want to do that, but. I want to know, like, what you do when it's just you and you want to chill out. No obligations, mm. no family. Yeah, it's you at home. What you What do you do to like keep your peace or to relax? You play the game. Like, what do you What do you do? Yeah, so I uh, know it's a good question. I mean, um, it's funny because I'm I am an introvert. Okay, I am very like, um, in order for me to be and to do what God has called me to do. I have to have time alone. Like I have to be in my own little quiet space because that is what recharges me. Mm. Um, I mean, I love, I love to read. I love probably if I were to say my top three things, I love to read. I love to play my PS, my PlayStation. Yeah. And I love movies. Okay. Those are my kind of three things. I mean, I love to work out that type of thing, but you know, um, it's it's funny now because before the passion to work out was because of the goal of wanting to play football, at the highest yeah. level, you know. But now I have to shift my focus that the goal of working out, the passion should be because I want to be healthy mm. and live a long life, you know that whole type of thing. But you know, man, that's what I do. I mean, I'm 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 real. I'm real chill. Yeah. Like, you know, even part of. You know, part of what I've had to grow even within my marriage is that, 
you know, like, because I, right, 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 by the time I get home, I'm like, mm. I just want to chill. And my wife is the complete opposite. Yeah, like, what, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, what charges her is being out, being out, right? Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. That's not me at all. But I'm learning how to, you know, we, we appreciate both our, what we, um, have in common and also learn how to appreciate and respect our differences and mm. support them. Um, so that, you know, we both can communicate that love to each other in a way that, that our partner needs it. What's some good advice for me then? Cause I'm the extrovert and she's the same. <laughs> Whew. She's the same way. So how can I be a better husband to my introverted wife? Um, I think, I mean, I think, I think the big thing is the respect and really honor how they're wired. Hmm. Like not, you know, a lot of times we see it and we try to change it in a way to that will like, sometimes it would be very selfish, you know, like the, mm. you know? And so I think the thing is finding that middle ground. Okay. How can I honor the way that you're wired and what recharges you and what communicates love to you? And then at the same way, have that conversation to flip it. Mm. Like, this is what I need that would recharge me as an extrovert that, you know, I need to be out, blah, blah, blah. blah. So it's finding that healthy balance of respecting and honoring each other's way and how God has specifically and uniquely wired you guys, because mm -hmm. that's what makes y'all such a dope team. Yeah. I, I like the moments where we kind of pull something out of each other. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I'm like, let's go do something crazy. She don't want to do it. And she not end up liking it. Yeah. Or and I tell people all the time, like she's like my anchor. Shout out to the producer wife, babe, in the back. She keeps me grounded. I need yeah. that. Like I need yeah. that, that, uh, What's that North Star? I don't know what you want to call it, but it's it's crazy how God put people together. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, weird. It's it's it's, it's very uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So you growing up, you wanted to be in the NFL, or yeah, you, or was, okay. Yeah, you know, the, I mean, um, I wanted to play in the NFL. I have an older brother who's six years older than me, mm -hmm. uh, who was my my hero. Um. He uh, he played football. I remember going to his football games and always wanted to do what he did and wanted to do a little bit better than yeah, he did. Sure. <laughs> um, but he played at the highest level. Um, played in the NFL for eight years. I want to say eight years. Oh, um, and so um, that was my that was my that was my dream. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Outside of that, I wanted to be an architect as well. Um, okay. I remember. Uh, when I first got to OU and you, you have your meetings with your counselor. So she's like, you know, so what do you want to major? I said, you know, I want to major in architectural design. She said, hmm. Right. <laughs> she looked, she said, hmm. She said, you want to play football, right? Mm. I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. So what do you want to major in? So I want to major in architectural design. She said, you want to play football, right? Ooh. And so, just the 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 workload. She expected you to say something like, you know, art, some simple to get a degree. Yeah, and and I think part of it was she she understood all what that all that Detail. was up under that umbrella yeah. of architectural design, and that plus the the demand on uh -huh. a student athlete. It would it not saying that it would have been impossible, but it would have been very challenging. You wouldn't have had no life. You wouldn't have had no <laughs> life, no 
And honestly, looking back at it, she was right. I mm. mean, it, it would have. Yeah. So that's so, when you made the transition over to communications. Then? Yeah, I made. Okay. Yeah, I made the shift over to uh, to communication because um, I wanted to be in broadcasting. Me too. And so, <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to be on camera, but then I started saying, shoot, people who go on camera, they don't make all the money. It's the people behind. So, so it's you know. It's all about, like, who you know. At a exactly. Point, right? Yeah. So that, that kind of was my goal and my focus. Funny thing, Andrea, her degree is in the same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, my counselor, because she found out that I did music, and she was like, won't you major in music? I was like, music? Huh? If I don't make no money in music, mm. you know, that whole type of thing. But yeah. it's funny how God has a. Uh, has a sense of humor to, um, you know, what I said. I didn't think that I would be operating in later in life. I was operating in it in a, in a, um, you know, for a big part of my life. That was, that was what I was doing was, was music. So, so it's just interesting. You use a kid, play drums in church like everybody else. No, you know what? Um, um, gosh, I'm just trying to say, I want to, so, Hmm. I want to. I want to have tact in how I. No say tact. No tact. It's the, that's the name of the podcast. So you know. So growing up, so I had this. You know, this gift of music. Mm-hmm. But growing up in the church, um, I never saw men who, if they were musical. Mm. It wasn't something. I get what you're going. That inspired me <laughs> to continue to head down that path. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. Hmm. So, so you just <laughs> okay? Uh huh. Well, no, you know, I get it. So, yeah, but so you, know, you saw you saw the dynamic because because you, because I never saw a person who on one day. Who had this music, this gift, but also loved to play football. Mm. Loved to, you know. So it was like you didn't have anybody to emulate. No, there was didn't have any. Was, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And you, you probably saw different situations. You're like, uh, I think I'm gonna just chill on that. Yeah, and move. Okay, I get it. I mean, I've I've done so many episodes on uh the the Baptist church that mm-hmm. that dynamic yeah church her you you'd be surprised I'm sure you understand you'd be oh, surprised yeah. how many people yeah who have so many conceptions about it but I, I always tell them this is my little tidbit I don't want to go on my little rant but you know we 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 have clubs for everything you mm-hmm. like shooting guns at the range down the street you like running you gonna find a run club why mm-hmm. is it such an asterisk on the church you know well I think because those other things they have an effect on you. Mm-hmm. But like the church and and the purpose behind the church has such a um, because it's dealing with your soul, it's dealing with your spirit, like like those wounds, like it can either propel you forward into your purpose and destiny or it can really wound you in a in a deep way Mm -hmm. that can cause you to kind of go down some different paths towards destruction. Yeah. And seeing that, and I, I, it's rightfully so, you know, seeing that, like one girl told me, she's like, I'm not doing it. Cause my auntie was messing with the, the pastor and then, mm-hmm. you know, all the little stories and stuff that we hear. 
I'm like, well, it's just one church. I'm trying, like, you know, it wasn't them, yeah. but and it's, it does scar people, you know. Yeah, it's, and yeah, and I think also too the I think where we have where we've kind of dropped the ball is a lot of times within the church we we give the impression of perfect Christianity, mm-hmm. um, and not really being vulnerable and honest about the process of becoming more like Christ. Mm. Right? Like my spirit, yes, has been made perfect by the finished work of Jesus Christ. But my body and my soul Mm. is in the process of becoming what my spirit already is. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Did you... For me, I was raised up very heavy. Mom, you know, she taught me how to speak in tongues when I was 12. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing. Dad's a deacon. Mm-hmm. But I, t- I still tell people, especially around my age and the youth, I said, um, I had to. I'm going to figure out the word for this. I always say something different. I always, I always recame. I know it's a different word to use, but to Christ my, on my own way. Because I, I had to learn the difference between the religion mm-hmm. and the relationship, relationship. Right. Right. And so. Um, for me, and I always say this, it was like, okay, all I know is when I tithe, boy, I got money. It's just a fact. Well, when I don't, I'm I'm scared to tithe, to mm-hmm. not tithe. Yeah. One day I forgot, but I almost lost my mind. Could I get to my phone <laughs> quick? I, it's weird because yeah. you know I've yeah. noticed the difference. Yeah. And so when I'm speaking, I do you know feel like everybody, no matter who you are, preacher or not, is called to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to tell people like you know you gotta like really be sincere about it. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, no, I tried God and did this. I went to this church. I said, but were you sincere? Because when yeah. you have these conversations, it's really easy to to bash the church and make contradictions yeah. or to say, well, I ain't like the way his shoes looked. Why he wearing jays? Should he be wearing whatever? You know, it's really easy to just make these yeah. little excuses. Yeah. Because then you're forced to look at yourself, you know, and nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point you made because it's not as heavy. Yeah. We go to counseling. Counseling's great. Counseling's you know, great. we'll go. So all these different areas, but to the but we always end up coming back to like our mortality and our soul. Where do mm-hmm. we go after? Am I going to be a tree? Am I going to heaven? Like, and now Google has made I think your job way harder. It's another reason I had to think about that too. And I could still be in ministry one day. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but it's we have so much knowledge. It's like how do you even combat that? Well, I think in that. Um I heard this quote one time, and it it, and it, it it is so true. It says, faith is the ability to live with questions. Okay. God is so amazing. He's so deep that we will spend all eternity mm. learning more about who he is. So, for those who draw their strength in our identity from their ability to think and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Faith always brings them to a point where it frustrates them because at some point with God, you're not going to be able to figure it out. Yeah, we're, we're finite, as they say. Right. Because if I can figure out God, then I'm really God's God. Right. And so in it, for me, I, I ask myself, you know, even when I'm talking, to, and sometimes people bring questions because, like, a young lady brought a question to me, I think it was about two or three Sundays ago, and I could really tell that her question was really that she's on in 
on this journey mm-hmm. of just really learning and really wanting to wrestle through the hard questions so that a conviction can be birthed inside mm-hmm. of her so that when the challenges come, she's not standing on her intellect, but she's really standing on a conviction that she's yeah. gotten from the Lord. So that's dialogue that, but then you have some people who just want to argue just for the sake of arguing. You can tell the difference, yeah. And for those you want to just, man, God bless you, and I love you. We can have some questions and mm-hmm. really, you know, but if you see that they're just really people that just combat, just com- want to combat, you just got to be wise with that. Mm-hmm. You just got to be wise with it. And I, there's a time and a space for that, but but you just got to know if you really have the, I'm going to use these words, mm-hmm. Do you really have the grace or the patience? Do you really feel like this is a conversation that you need to really be spending and giving your energy mm. and effort to? Okay. So do you kind of a, a transition here? What I can, I can tell it wasn't necessarily a big surprise when you told me you're introverted, but I get it on how you move because yeah, okay, cool. You do the discernment, you sing, but it's like, it's weird. It's like you're a completely different person when we talk to you. It's like it's it's like you, everything's so calculated. I feel like you're thinking when you talk sometimes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I see a lot of that in my wife too because she, you know, she, oh man, like we were just talking kind of a little bit before. They'll see this sweet little small person here, but at home she's a completely different person, right? I'm like, y'all know the real her, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, as far as your relationships. Um, and how you kind of let people in, what does that process look like? Cause I'm sure a lot of people come up to you and try to talk to you, different type of things, but what steps do you kind of take to protect yourself, and how do you know when to let somebody get a piece of Eric, for lack of better words? Um, Man, that's a good question. Um, Yeah, I, I am very calculated. Yeah. Um, and I think... Um, I think because of the position that I'm in, I think I have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be authentic and I want to be genuine, but I have to be careful who who I allow in that intimate space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that, I, I mean, that comes through spending time together. Is it, it more time, time for you? Is it like more quality... Uh, interactions it's the quality interactions it's the quality of interactions it's the you know um you know it's kind of like in in and when i say this i'm not comparing myself to jesus or anything like that right but you know there's one point where you know the disciples came to jesus and 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 they was like hey man you know you know uh i want to follow you Mm. and jesus was like okay cool you want to follow me foxes have Places that, you know, they lay their head. I don't even know where I'm going to lay. Mm. I'm not even going to I'm gonna rest. And it's like, you really want to find out if people are really willing to rock and travel down this path that you're traveling down because it's not for the faint at heart. Yeah. And so in it, you know, it's through the, it's through the interactions. It's through the, you know, Come getting this, come getting this, come getting this water with me. Mm-hmm. You know, come, come learn how to serve people, learn how to pray for people, learn how to, you know, when 
a brother makes a mistake, how to listen and and to be a shoulder for that person to cry on and to believe God for the redemption and all those different things. And so it's it's through the journey of those things that for me, intimacy and relationships and even the grace of letting a person into the holy of holies mm-hmm. um, is important to me. So you're looking for, you know, life yeah. relationships. So if somebody just randomly, yeah, let's go do lunch. What does it look like? Cool. Cool. Yeah, let's go do lunch. Huh. But, you know, it's kind of like um, you got covenant relationships. Oh, well, yeah. And you got acquaintances. And then through and, that and lunch, you're looking. I wouldn't yeah. say you're looking for different things, but, you know, if something just don't drive with you, like, man, that was cool, but. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Not everybody called to be covenant. And that's okay. Yeah. Just like I'm not called to be in covenant relationships with some people. And I have to be, you know, there's guys that I would love to have covenant relationship with, but it's not going to happen. Mm. And I got to be okay with it, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I, I was talking about friendship. I have the three, like, solid friends, mm-hmm. like, because especially we move all the time. Everybody's fake. I told my dad, he told me, he taught me what a friend was too early. I tell mm-hmm. him all the time because I'm in middle school, high school. I knew, like, a, a real, like, yeah. a Jonathan David. Yeah. His name's Jonathan, right? David friend look like. And uh, I'm like, man, you ain't really for me. Because I get it. Like, you, you grow up. You were football. That's my football friend. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's my whatever. Yep. And they be called cool. I'm like, well, y'all really cool, though? And you can cool. develop relationships, and yeah. it works out. But for me, I was like, I'm just vetting people every two seconds. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm so open. Yeah. That's that's my problem. I know I know where my emotions are on my sleeve. So, yeah. like, you might hear about some trauma first lunch if it just comes up. Because that's just who I am. So yeah. I, on the other end of the spectrum, I have to be very selective because I am so open. I mm-hmm. can't help it. Yeah, unless we have a podcast, I can run my mouth. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, as far as I would think, this is a pretty decent sized church. I've been in like a five thousand size church person church, a twelve person church. I've been in a lot of churches and I've seen a lot of things. And one thing that has been a constant for me, and I want to ask you about this, is I need prayer. I'm gonna go to Pastor Eric. I need this. I need to answer this question. I need to answer this question. It's just you. You have associate pastors, you have youth pastors, all the other people. Why do why do you think people feel like they have to go to you or the lead pastor for everything? You may not trust, you know. Um, I I think part of um, I think part of it is um how we have established church, mm-hmm. like like as if the pastor is the all in all like mm-hmm. only god speaks to the through the pastor yeah instead of really seeing that um actually when you look at scripture we all have the ability to minister yeah through the grace of jesus christ right it's really the pastors the prophet the evangelist the apostles the teachers their responsibility is really just to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and so if we if you are a part of a life-giving community that is being built on the foundation of Christ, then within this community it's not just the pastor that can speak and serve and pray and all those different things, but it's it's people within the community that has the same anointing upon them and the grace that's upon them that's on the pastor. Mm. And I think when we put the pastors on this pedestal as if they are Jesus, <laughs> we 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 
we find a huge problem because we start seeing that the pastors, as great as they are, they're still individuals who are human and who are growing into more to being more and more like Jesus. And so I think in that, if we begin to see, man, thank God for my pastor, but also understand that, man, I got a youth pastor here. I got a community pastor here. I got a I got a brother and a sister who's not in the title of ministry, Mm -hmm. but has a ministry because they're in Jesus Christ and have gone through some things that, man, God has strategically placed us together in relationship to really give me the answer. I just need to see that if I'm a part of a community, Mm. man, all that I need, all that I need is in the community, not just in the pastor. Some great answers. (laughs) For real. Yeah. I was, oh man, I got so many questions. I'm trying to like, no, 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 man. I I wonder about this because I, um, when I was wrestling with like kind of going back and forth because I've had this, I had this one experience. I was at Fort Campbell. I was giving away free gas to military members. Great. I had a Honda Civic. I had no gas money. It was awesome. Um, I went to this, what was the name? I guess it's called a shell. Long lines. And this just sweetest little old lady. Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't know it at the time, but like, you get free gas and they ask you about Jesus. Uh-huh. You know, Lord. Type yep. Stuff. Yep. I was like, yeah, I know Lord. You know, she said, you pray? I was like, yeah, I pray all the time. She said, oh, great. Yeah, man, you're doing so good for yourself. So she said, can I pray with you? And I was watching the kid in the back because he was messing up. He's scratching my windows with the little, uh, what's this little thing you clamp your windows with? Squeeze. Yeah, the squeegee was like broken. It was scratching. I was like, fine, got to work it out. <laughs> um, so this is my first moment. So she was, she held my hand, frail little hand. I'll never forget it. She, she held one, one of my hands with both her hands. She did just like this. And, she, and so she started praying and then she started squeezing my hand real, real, real hard. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And um, she started crying. And I said, you good? And she said, yeah. She said, she, I just feel something on you. So when people say that, I'm kind of scarred coming from a Baptist mm-hmm. Alabama Bible Belt church because everybody was like, you're going to be a preacher one day just because you can talk or you can mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of like, well, I don't know. I was like, she was like, no. And she, she I believed her. I believe her for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, She didn't necessarily say preacher, which is what I went back to. She said, you meant to speak and you meant to kind of be in this arena. This the part that got me. When I drove off, this was like eleven in the morning. I took a nap. I was so tired, and I remember saying, "Like I think I called you." I said, "She took something from me," and I didn't even know what she took. I said, "I was just so tired when I left," and then I thought about the um when the lady was trying with the issues of blood, trying you know just touching him mm-hmm. and that, t- that type of dynamic. I researched that. I was like, "Okay, Lord," and so. Over the next couple of years, I've had those kind of moments with people. Um, and what I figured out is that, uh, the like you said, the more I dive, delve deep into the, the word and into who God was, like, you know, Jay was gone. Mm-hmm. And that scared me. And I'm and so the, the clip I just put out a couple of days ago about purpose is like, you know, your purpose, your calling isn't really for yourself. And it humbled me. I'm prideful, Jay, in this moment. I'm like, it's about me. Even the early yeah. moments of the podcast, yeah. I'm trying to talk more than the guest is, right? And um, I want to tell people, I always remind people on it as well. It's like, you know, when you're looking, and if you if you agree, you disagree, let yeah. me know. Um, when you're when you feel like you're in your calling, it's supposed to be for other people, yeah. whether it's spiritual or not. Yeah. When you're a preacher or a janitor, it's supposed to help yeah. other people. It's not about Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Um, 
God's gift for us. See, may make stir up some stuff when I say this. I believe that our pro- our provision is really second. Mm-hmm. It's really for us to be a blessing to someone else. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like he gives me a gift to sing. Mm-hmm. Yes, to provide and sing. take care. To take care of yeah, <laughs> sing. To sing, to right. whatever. Speak, to coach, whatever. Yeah. We A lot of times we focus on that. Okay, I need to go use this to go make money. Mm-hmm. Okay. But really he gave you that gift to really bless somebody else. And by, by you blessing someone else, he's going to take care of your needs. I It's just a shift for me that I want to use my gift to bless people. Mm-hmm. And as I'm growing in my relationship with God, I know that he's going to care for my needs. Mm. So what does it look like in trying to be that way? Somebody's like, well, I'm doing this, but how do I, you know, how to make this shift from being selfish to f- selfless? Well, I think first, I, I think first start by by acknowledging the fact that you don't own your gift. Mm-hmm. Your gift has been loaned to you. Okay. Ooh. I, I got a pause for dramatic tension. That was good. What do you mean? So, so a lot of wow. times, so it's good. the difference between stewardship and ownership. Okay. A lot of times we look at things like your car. I own that car. That's my car. Mm-hmm. That's that's this is my house. This is all those different. We look at it from an owner perspective, like this is mine. Mm-hmm. Where a steward says, "The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the whole earth and all that dwells therein." So everything within that operates here on the earth is not mine it's the lord and if it's the lord's then he's loaned it to me to be a good steward of it Mm -hmm. so if i don't own it and he owns it then he has the the grace and the place to tell me how to use it two totally different mindsets right Mm -hmm. so if it's okay god and i know Example, I know I can get a band together and I can go down on 6th Street. Yeah, and kill it. And I can make me some money. Yeah. I can use the charisma that God has given me to do parties, mm-hmm. do all those different things. God, is that something you want me to do? No, I need you to use this gift this way. Okay. Cool. I know I can go make money, mm-hmm. but God, because you own this, and at some point when I stand before you, I'm having to give an account mm-hmm. on how I steward what you've given me. Whatever you tell me to do with it, I'm going to trust you because I know if, you, if you're telling me to do it, you're going to provide for me. Two totally different mindsets. So, you know, with resources, you know, mm-hmm. like Andrew and I, we'll sow into other people. And it's like, okay, okay, you sure? Mm-hmm. We're in agreement. This is what we feel like God's. And we see how as we sow, because it's not ours, it's the Lord's, and we want to be a good steward of it, mm. but it's the Lord's. 
And as we trust him in doing that, it's funny and amazing how God always comes back. Makes it full circle. Yeah. And so I think it I think it first starts with the and that's a huge mind that's a huge mind shift. That all that I have, I don't own. Mm. It's been given to me on loan. I'm a steward of what God has given me. Because even my job, when I made this money, really? Who gave you the wisdom, the ability, the creativity, the mindset, the intellect, mm-hmm. all those different things? The the gift to you don't own that. Mm-hmm. It's God's goodness that He's giving you this gift that when you operate in that gift, you're really portraying the beauty of who God is. It's a totally different mindset shift when you look at it from a steward mm-hmm. perspective compared to an owner. Yeah. That's that's what I've been. We prayed in the car. Um, I've been working on that as well. I'm not, I don't think you ever really arrive at no, that I, I mean, but I, I um, I just been using this as my ministry, using this as something yeah. to give back to God because um, He obviously gave me a gift of gab. Yeah, but I, I never thought about it because when I was searching for my purpose, um, for you know, I was like, well, God, I, I, I want to play the drums. But I'm seeing all these kids starting like two years old. I'm like, I'm not that good. You know, I'm just always, you know, you compare stuff with all the while I'm hosting stuff. I'm speaking different mm-hmm. events, doing videos, working with the youth. I never thought there was something I could to, could use. Um, a lot of times I tell people, too, uh, it's something you've been doing all along. You, just, you know what I'm saying? You just no. never took that particular thing serious. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I feel better now. I'm good. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, you're um, you're you're operating in your ministry. Okay. Like, yeah. like you have to think. We a lot of times we think about ministry as the title, pastor, this, that. Mm-hmm. But really, man, I believe that wherever God has placed you, and if you're in the will of God, that is your ministry. Yeah. So if your ministry yeah. is to do podcasts, you are you are declaring the good news mm-hmm. over this podcast. And people are being blessed. People are yeah. hearing and learning about the character of God and the goodness of God through these podcasts. You're fulfilling your ministry. Yeah. And it's funny because it's the one Sunday, I think I put the episode I was gonna think I was gonna quit a couple times, but it just, it just so happened I got this email from some guy in like Uruguay, I think. I forgot his name. It's someone, but it's just, it it's right on time. You know, yeah. I need some type of validation. Yeah, I because you see the analytics, it's, it'd be like eighty-seven yeah. percent United States in different countries. But I was like, ain't no way somebody in some other country I, for some however he got it, he got at the episode and he was like, yo, like it's shunned here to be a Christian. I was like crazy you know yeah and um then again like you said mindset shift mindset shift um okay even if i i start telling myself even if it's just one person if i have a long i do this yeah i, I i'm able to change my mind even if it's one person that yeah. can just because that's because I, I gotta have a salvation video on my website and i say yes you can get saved through a video talk mm-hmm. to my mom about it and i make sure i have my words and stuff right um I don't know why that, cause that's how I feel like it was growing me too because it was a lot to make it for some reason. Yeah. I do a scripture every time, talk about God. But why was that so hard? It was yep. weird for me. And so 
I did that, and I, I could see a couple more views, and people like, yo, yo, that was a really good job. So I think um, we put a, for me, I'm always use myself as an example. We put a lot of weight on things that we know are important that we would never do because we're scared of the outcome. Right. You know, I was, I'm so, I'm too no tact and low. Hey, you still doing this for God. You still have, like, you know, you still talking about Jesus and stuff, but, like, I still want people to know, like, you can still dress cool. Yeah. And love the Lord. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Because people, I think we're kind of slowly getting away from that a little bit because people understand they're going to church. Mm-hmm. Like, a church like this is just, it's cool and nice, and it, but you still get good word. Because mm-hmm. we've been to cool churches that had no substance. Mm-hmm. We have been to cool churches that had good uh, praise and worship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. you got to find the one for you, but um, it is a journey and, and just figuring it out. But again, it's being sincere. Okay. Next part. Yeah. I we're love gonna, it. We're going to make this one really quick because I know we can talk about this forever. The the kind of the hard questions. I know at one point we we're going to try to do it with the questions. Um, the, let's start at, I don't want a long answer, but if you, it has to be, that's fine. Okay. Okay, Jay, doing an episode of Pastor Eric. I'm gay. I feel like I'm gay for whatever reason. How can I, do you believe that somebody can live that lifestyle and still, you know, like, and still go to church? I've heard, and I say you go to church, you still have to go to church, but do you think that, how do you think God looks at that, rather? Because this, this well, is where we okay. get to the judgment piece of yeah, I, living that lifestyle. <laughs> Um, I think, I think first of all, uh, let me say this. I think first of all, when it comes to, um, it's not my place. Um, so when you ask the question, what do I think about that? I think my, my response was, would always be what does scripture tells us? Mm -hmm. Because scripture talks louder than any of my opinions, your opinions. It's it's scripture alone. So we have to go to, you know, if someone is uh, is is that's their struggle mm-hmm. because all of us have been impacted by sin one way or the other. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm just thinking about the questions that, you know, people know yeah, yeah. they want to get into. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, you know, even when it comes to a church here, everyone all of us are welcome to the house of God to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everybody, straight, gay, yeah. transgender. I mean, forgive me if I don't know all the different pronouns yeah. and all that. Everybody is welcome to hear the word of the God, the, the gospel. What about them in leadership? That's also another one. Okay, the, so then the question again, what does scripture, hmm. what does scripture say? Because there is, there's a difference between someone who says, this is my struggle, mm-hmm. but I believe God. I believe that it is what scripture says, mm-hmm. and I believe in the power of Jesus Christ Transform- for me yeah. to live according to his standard for my life. Okay. Compared to this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't see nothing wrong with it. Eat no matter what scripture says, I still stand upon what my what I feel and what I 
That was the two totally different things. Right? My struggle is not drugs, alcohol, my mm. what what my propensity towards sin is towards the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And that is something that that scripture checks my emotions. Mm. Scripture checks my feelings. Scripture has established boundaries for me to operate within. Not based on what you feel. Yeah. Not based on what I feel. Not based on what culture says is cool. Okay. Scripture alone. What does scripture say about that lifestyle? If scripture said it was cool, mm. I don't got nothing to say. What does scripture say? I'm always going to come. So, because I think a lot of times that's where the... the I think everybody's hearing like, but, 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 that's the, da, 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 da. well, description, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. So like, even when you ask me, I'm my first thing, scripture, huh. scripture, what does scripture say? And does God have a place to be able to define my sexuality? Yeah. God, you got, I'm just asking. Yeah. What huh. if. What if, because of, I'm just using my example. Yeah, for sure. Because of how sin has affected me, Mm -hmm. and I may feel something, is my feelings the truth, or is God's word the truth? Again, stepping outside of yourself. Okay. Because we can't say... We submit to God because really submission is not really submission until we don't agree. That's a bar. Submission is not submission until we don't agree. Okay. I can submit to God when what he's telling me to do is what I, cool, I'm good with that. Yeah. But can I submit? When don't meet my interests. When (laughs) when I'm walking by and something walks by me Mm -hmm. and this is telling me get a look. And the Holy Spirit said, Don't you turn. Don't you look. Mm -hmm. What I do with that tells me who I'm submitted to. Hmm. Okay. What about, um, let's just, drinking and smoking. Smoking, whatever you want to call it, whatever you smoke, right? I I look at it as your level of conviction. I, I mean, I know it says in scripture, don't get drunk. But, you know, I got, my dad, he was like, I, I told him, he's like, he was like, how are you going to be a preacher one day and you still drink? How are you going to be the example? I said, I ain't like I'm out here getting sloppy, nothing crazy, I, you know. He's like, no, you got, you can't do this. And he showed me, I think in the scripture where I think the the deacons could drink like a, a cup or some of wine, and then the, but the pastor couldn't drink none, and the whole thing. I was like, what? If, if people think it's just, I gotta be white as snow, right? It's like, well, I can't drink no more. I can't smoke no more. I can't go out and do things. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's where I guess my age of people are, are looking at it. Like, well, 
I still want to go to get mimosas with my girl after church. Yeah. Is that bad? Like, yeah. okay. So, um, before we before I answer that, oh, yeah, I'm because sorry I, if I no, 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 you did. Um, because I want to make sure that even that for those who, or maybe are even wrestling with the sexual identity, yeah. and all those different things. I want you to hear from me. I don't believe, you know. I want you to know God loves you. Absolutely. I want you to know that. Um, that the church we have dropped the ball in ways of where we make you f- make those who are walking through these different things as if their thing is way above than any other sin. Than any yeah. other sin. Mm-hmm. That is wrong. That is wrong. I need you. That is wrong. Um, Bible says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory. Mm-hmm. And so if that's something that you wrestle with and you, man, my, my, my heart and my prayer is that you would really hear from the father, that you would really search out the scripture, what scripture says, and that in it, um, that God, just as he's doing in my life, he can do it in yours, you know, but I want you to hear from me. That even in how we have handled that throughout time has not been right. At it ha- all. it yeah. has not been right, and it has not done been done with the care and the love of Jesus. Absolutely. Now, no, th- I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I, I agree. I've, I'm not, people have asked me that kind of asked me those questions, and but at first I didn't have the answer. Yeah, it wasn't as you know eloquent as that. <laughs> but no, I'm saying I'm just what? saying, but like. I want to be able to have those conversations. Yeah. It, bo- it used to bother me a lot because yeah. they usually these type of questions come up first. Yeah, absolutely. For any other thing. And so they would say, like you said, well, if I tell a lie, that's the same thing as. Yeah. Uh, so. Absolutely. Like, why is this such a big deal? But then that would just be it. We never got to like the love and the heart of God. Yeah. We you know we grew up just judgment and, and the wrath of God. Never learned about yeah. how much he loved. Yeah. Loves you through all of that. Yeah. That's that's really good. Yeah, you know, and gosh, I don't know if I want to. No tech, come on. Well, I think <laughs> I think throughout it all, you know, because you know the question would be, like again, going to myself for sure. Um, then why am I? You know, why am I having these feelings? Mm-hmm. Why am I having these different attractions? Why am I having? You know, and so a part of it, even within my own soul, is because of things that I have opened the doors up to mm-hmm. before the right time. Things that might have happened to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like, gosh, I don't know. If, okay. You know, like people would say, well, why did God make me this way? Mm-hmm. Right. Part of it, we have to look at it, the impact of sin on mankind. We have to look at the pact of things of what we have opened the doors to or what have may have been done to mm-hmm. us that have opened up the doors tomorrow. But we have to be careful because in the if we say God is perfect and yet we say that, well, this is God the way that God made me, then what we're saying is justifying. Yeah. Then what we're saying is that God is an imperfect God. Hmm. Because it, because yeah. if I'm a guy, but yet he made me a girl, 
then I mean God made a mistake. Huh. If we get down to the the nitty gritty, then God made a mistake. So how can God be perfect, hmm. but yet He makes a mistake? How can we justify that? He can't be God and be an imperfect God. So what happened? Something with us, maybe? That we did? I don't know. I'm saying, the, <laughs> I'm saying the, we never talk about the impact of sin. Hmm. The impact of sin and how it affects us in different ways. That's why, you know, like I've, you know, I mean, I've drunk. Mm-hmm. I've drank. I've smoked the blunt back in the yeah. day. But it didn't get it didn't hook me. But I know some other people they drunk one time and it hooked them. Yeah. Smoke weed one time, hooked them. Why is that? Because our souls are have this bend towards sin in a certain way. To what what may not be a strong thing for you is a really strong thing. So if it's not for me, whatever it may be, is it still okay to do it? What the scriptures say? I don't. I I don't know nothing about weed. That's what I'm saying. Cause I, I mean, so, I don't think nothing so, wrong. With, I'm just using so, weed as an example. Yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong with it, right? So like, right? if I'm still, if it's not keeping me away from having a relationship with God mm-hmm. in my head, absolutely. Then I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. And so actually, yeah. So I think the thing is this. I think w- this is where we have to be, because scripture. There are some black and white things mm-hmm. that scripture says. Don't do this. That's just black and white. But there are areas, there are gray areas where God has given us the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to lead us and give us a personal conviction about what his will is for us to do. Hmm. Example. I remember when Andrew and I, when we started dating, and we are our, our what we had come together and had a conviction about was that the first time that we kissed was wanting to be when the preacher say, now you may kiss the bride. Really? First time we wanted to, b- to be intimate. Yeah. Was when that night of our wedding night. For sure. But the kiss though? Here's the thing. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. We were hanging out one night and one day and she kissed me on the side of my cheek. Mm-hmm. I said, nah, you can't do that no more. Mm. I, I can't handle it. Wow. I know. Yeah. Me. I know how I'm wired. I know the impact of what that I've opened to, my yeah. uh, myself up to and what it could lead to. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Mm. But I have some friends who they kiss before they got married. They could handle it. Yeah. There was a grace on them and a person their personal conviction was at a point to where they could handle that and not cross the line. Mm-hmm. I know you kiss me on the cheek. Yeah. It's going to end up crossing the line. Right. Right? So there's these areas, there's these gray area things that you really have to have a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit to really lead and guide you in all truth 
in these gray areas. Is it sin to drink? No. Is it a sin to get drunk? Yes. Yes. If you are in some kind of a position like myself, Mm -hmm. do you have to be wise about that? Because what you do a little bit of gives everyone a license to do a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So you have to be mindful of that. Okay. And that's just part of the cross. (laughs) Yeah. That you have to bear in being in this position of servant leadership. Why did you, what was your process of becoming the preacher? Like, cause like we talked about, it's a lot of pressure. Why would you volunteer for that? <laughs> well, I think a uh, volunteer for it. Well, I'm just saying, why yeah, would yeah. you, did you feel uh, led to do it? Like so much. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, you know, I love serving people. I love serving people, man. I love, I love, I have this, you know, football cheer organization. Faith mm-hmm. Academy. I love it. Shout out to Faith Academy. Follow Shout on Instagram. Put yeah. it in, uh, in the bio. <laughs> yes. I love it because it's an opportunity to serve people through through the through the avenue of football. Mm-hmm. It's a way to build the kingdom. It's a it's a way to build up the next Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And so 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 kingdom principles in there without the kingdom ease. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. I love serving people. Um, um, I did make a vow when I was a senior in high school because I went through a church split. And I, if 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 being a pastor is dealing with right. this, I don't want no parts of it. But, man, if God's call is on your life to be in that service, man, you can't run from How'd it. How did you get back to it? Well, I uh, went to Oklahoma. And, um, you know, by my junior year, um, I told you my brother was playing in the pros. I started seeing he had got connected with this ministry. And I started seeing that his life was changing. Mm. We grew up in grew up in church. And, and I thank God for the, the church laying the foundation and all those different things. And But, man, you know, we always said, man, okay, we're reading and all this. But, man, we know the truth. But we're not walking with any power. Mm. Like, we still sleeping around. We still, you know. Not being the example of what you. Yeah. 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 And, and, and real talk, never really being taught how to be in the world. Not of it. But not of it. But how can I be cool in it? Cause it was like, hey, you know, you be in the world, but not other world. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, they're not teaching you that you can have swag and still be, mm-hmm. you know, like those. So it's kind of like, okay, like either I'm gonna be a Christian, and the Christians like boring. Most of them can't dress. They have no swag. Mm-hmm. They have no game. So they have, yeah. you know, they're not. You know, what we're seeing is this perfect stuff, but not seeing them really talk about the journey and the victories, the mishaps, the things they've had to overcome. It's all these different. So it's like you're trying to figure it out mm-hmm. on your own. And I start seeing my brother start walking with some victory. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, what's up with this? 
So I went down. He lived in Jacksonville. He was playing with the Jaguars. And I went down there one summer to go work out with him. But mm-hmm. it was go work out. But it was really go check out, like, what is this? Yeah. Because there was always something inside of me that, man, I, you know, I want to walk in this victory. I want to be who God has called me to be. So anyway, while I was down there, I got in contact with this ministry. And, man, just just begin to. You know, first time I heard the word repentance, mm-hmm. I'd always heard rededicate, try Jesus, mm-hmm. all those different things. But I never really understood the concept of repentance. What does that mean? So talked about that. The ministry of the Holy Spirit, all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm learning these different truths that's given me an ability to kind of stand on Christ's shoulder that I never heard before, mm-hmm. right? So in it, um, you know, I was like, man, I, you know, I was still working out, and I was like, told him, I was, and, and I didn't even think about it. It just came out. Hey, man, if I don't make it to the league or whatnot, I want to come down here and be trained by you. Mm. So, man, I did some tryouts, uh, had an opportunity to go play up in Canada, and the CFL, oh, cool. and uh, he called me, offered me a contract, and not thinking about it. I ju- it just came out. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank y'all so much, man, but I'm going to turn it down because I'm going to go into the ministry. He's uh-huh. like, what? Yeah, right? <laughs> you going to? I said, yeah. Just turn it down. I want to go into ministry. And from that point, it began my journey. Hmm. I've never been like, oh, I just want to be this pastor. Like, I tried to run from it. Exactly. Every person right? who said they really wanted to do it, you could just tell. Like, nah. But he really wants to. I don't think. You, but but yeah. it says, it says, um, I think uh, Paul was talking to James. It says, fulfill your ministry. Endure hardship. Fulfill your ministry by doing the work of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. Meaning, just love telling people the good news about Jesus. And it, your ministry will establish itself. It will, your path will be set before you. Like there could be down in your road one day where you will pastor, but right now your church is no tack podcast. Mm-hmm. Be faithful in doing that. Share the good news about that. Learn, study. Yeah. Navigate these different spaces. You have no idea what the end of your story is going to be or the other step of your story. Like, it's this is not over. This is not the only thing that I would do as pastor of church. I mean, there's more. I want to be faithful that in whatever season that I'm in to be faithful to do what God has called me to do. That's super dope. Well, I, I appreciate you for taking on that mantle because I know how heavy it is. And people don't talk about that. It's so quick to... Come, I hate that. Like, it's so quick to just if you do one thing wrong, you might tie your shoe the wrong way or something. And it's just yeah. instant. They never really think about the, like you said, the quiet times or the sacrifices that you have to deal with, the things that you can't yeah. do all the time. And nobody ever talks about this. You know, we see something happen. Some preacher, uh, what's the guy? I ain't gonna mention no names, but you know, one guy might do something crazy, and people say, "That's why I don't go to church in the first place." That's yeah. not why you don't go to church in the first place. Well, again, that's because we we have put the pastor on yeah. this mantle as if the pastor is Jesus. I'm not him. No, I yeah. tell y'all all the time, Jesus is my medicine, and you want me to be on my medicine, right? 
right? And so it's yeah. it's it's you know, I I think um you know, ministry is it's rewarding and it's it's something that you really have to I thank God for my wife that helps me to about the boundaries because it can easily become a mistress. Yeah. It can easily become 24-7, You know, and not to get caught up in, because the church, especially here over in in the U.S., in the western side of the world, Mm. is so consumerism. It's so, you know, what can you do for me? As soon as you stop doing for me, I'm gone on the side. We talked about that, too, with the transition you went through before about, uh, I guess, the members being loyal to mm-hmm. a certain extent to a church. And um, it's like, I didn't like that. I didn't want to go too deep, you know, on the, on the field or nothing. But it's, um, that's one thing I did learn from the, I guess, the Southern church. There was a amount of loyalty. Like, yeah. it was for a while. My dad wouldn't talk to me. I couldn't, my parents go to different churches. Oh, uh, okay. And yep. um, something happened at that church, and um, he would not talk to me yeah. for, like, years. Like, he would talk to me, but, like, on Sunday, it was awkward. Mm-hmm. It was really awkward. And to this day, they still don't go to a different church because he's like, no, we were reason you play the drums. We were reason you do that. I'm like, I appreciate that. But I got to a certain point where I could almost preach it myself. Self, yeah. I yep. mean, it's the same four yep. every month. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, I need to, and I told her, I remember this. I felt good. So I was like, I need some steak. So I'm tired of drinking milk. <laughs> 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 you know? I need some meat and potatoes. Yeah, I was like, I'm, 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 I was potatoes. growing up in, in the word and stuff, and um, it's, yeah. it's it's a lot, but I, I did feel some type of way, and I was just like, man, people just crazy. Like, I was like, you know, I said, I'm the one in the military guy leaving like at the time, like a year and a half. I got you know halfway good reason, you know, but yeah. it just seems like the more lights you have, the more this, and yeah, you, you want to make it appealing yeah. to a certain extent, yeah. meet people where they are a little bit, but it's like um. You know, even here in G- is GMZ, I can't Yeah, GMZ. Think about them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love that you had him on that panel, too, by the way. Yeah, he's Pastor a dope Clark. individual. He's, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Pastor Clark. It, I, we, we he's from Dallas. We all from the, yeah, solid all from dude. the same neck, neck of the woods. His mom and my mom, they know each other. Oh, last question. Yep. This is an ADHD moment. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What do you think about preachers that, like, do this the entire time they're preaching? I want to know what you think about that. It bothers me, personally. Because I've even seen people, you know, towards the end, get a little excited, mm-hmm. you know, yep. boom, boom, right? Mm-hmm. Reading it. And it bothers me. I don't know why, but what do you think about that? Because I'm thinking if, you, if you've been studying all week, you got your plan and stuff, you yeah. should know a little bit, right? You should know what you're going to say, your point, something, right? Yeah. I, I think, that's my last, like, um, I think, you know, I, um, I think we all have our different ways of communicating, Um you know, I think even just bringing out the, you know, stuff we learned in college, you know, it's not a good form of communication. Yeah, because you're looking down you're, the entire when time. When you're looking you down. You don't connect with the people, yeah. And you don't look down the entire time. And, you know, people need to, you know, you need, you have to look them in the eye. You got to speak into their soul. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's, it's hard to do that when you're looking um, and caught up in an iPad. So it's not my form of communicating. Um, I think, you know, it's not something that I would encourage to do, mm-hmm. but if that's, w- if that's how you rock and that's how the way God wired you, then hey, yeah. do, do what you need to do. 
um, my personal belief is, you know, you want to you want your notes to be there just to kind of just remind you a little bit. Like if you get caught up and you just kind of look back just to kind of correct, get a little point. OK, then keep it going. But that's that's the way I'm wired. I can't speak. I can't put the way I'm wired on. As if this is the only way I just know for me and for the community that I'm called to serve. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. I feel it. I agree. <laughs> that I doesn't. Agree. That doesn't work. That is just. It's always been a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. That doesn't. That doesn't work. Why back here we? Um. Okay. Thank you for your time. We almost done. I don't take yeah. too much of your time. No, you're a very busy. He's a very busy man. Oh man, this is an honor though. <laughs> it's a privilege. It's an honor for me too. It's I, a privilege. I'm really excited. I was really excited. You asked my wife about this uh, yeah, interview. Privilege. Um. I think you're dope. Oh man. Before we end, I always want to let let people know. Like, I think you're amazing. I think oh, what you're doing thank is. You. Awesome. I think you personally, Eric, not Pastor Eric, yeah. are amazing. Thank you. Aside from the stuff that people always see. Thank you. Very genuine guy, right? Thank people want to know that, right? But Thank um you. I do uh, appreciate you. You have poured into us so much mm. since we've been here. I want to say that before I left as well. Thank you. Um, I thank you for they sent us the way out beautiful like prayer Sunday. I did not expect anything. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw. I, I was like, you do it, you do it. From us moving a lot, this has probably been the best you know, oh. church that we've been to, um, oh. the relationships that we've had. And I, I understand um, when I first came here, I know it's about, you know, the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I, you know, had aspirations, and like you said, I could still one day to be a yeah. preacher. I still know that, hey, when I was in the youth ministry, what do you want me? Miss Bernice, mm-hmm. what do you I just want to work. This yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to hold a microphone in some type of form or fashion yeah. or, you know, be a little small group or something. But mm-hmm. um, I, I know it's about the work that you do. And I think that um, the team that you have is amazing. Yeah. I, I love um, how they protect you because they do. Yeah. Especially they do. Pastor Eleanor. She yeah. Does. She's uh, a kingpin for real. Oh, Pastor Eleanor. She uh, like, you know, yeah, how they, you know how they say <laughs> your wife is the, what they say? She's the neck. Right, yeah, uh, the neck. That's what Pastor Eleanor mm-hmm. is. Right? She the she the she's she the is neck. sharp and solid. Yeah, and um, everybody um that I've met here, then because I know that you know the vision that you get and you impart to them is mm-hmm. is you can just tell just from being in church my whole life. You can just tell like they got a system, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I mean, I just um, I mean, we've been blessed by your singing, your singing for sure. Oh, thank you. By the praise and worship and. Everything that you put out, and uh, we we gonna come back for sure. We gonna be back for wow. next year for graduation anyway. Well, fan, she, hey, she doctor come Coates, on, but, uh, doctor, <laughs> doctor, <laughs> me a doctor, doctor. The last segment we do now. The, oh, can I ask this? Now the question is, will you will you require everyone to when they approach you and talk to you? I have, would. They're gonna say doctor. Have to say doctor Coates. <laughs> you earned it. Oh, I mean, Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I understand that, but I'm saying like, it's cause, cause like I know like preachers yeah. who, like, once they get their doctorate, they they are like, I'm no longer pastor. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I'm dude, when you oh, say yeah. by that, it's doctor. It's doctor. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pray about it because it's like I, I already have uh, No, no, yeah. She, I, listen, any any doctoral program is yeah. stupid hard. So I, I would. So say. to be, so be able to. <laughs> Sure, I'm gonna call you Doctor Coates. Be like, what's up, Doctor Coates? Hello, Doctor Coates. What up? Yes. Um. Last segment. 
no matter what we talk about, we just so happen to have a, a preacher here today, an amazing man of God today. Um, but we, if we're talking about toothpicks or the Lord, we always in the scripture. Um, each one is different, so no one will ever get this scripture ever again. Okay. No one has had it before. Okay. I think I've only been in Exodus one time before. We got a whole Excel spreadsheet. A lot of, a lot of stuff. But um, this is your scripture for the it's your episode, of course. But um, I always say when I we're not an episode, we're not a scriptures. So we'll get talking to Jesus Web or something. I don't mm. know. We'll, we'll be in First Kings or something. <laughs> we got this. I'm sorry, it's your scripture. I ran out. But um, prayer of the scripture hit me. I remember telling her, I'm like, yo, this is gonna be the one. So I had another one. It was in James, but. Uh, it's in the English Standard Version. I always tell people um, translations are important. Yeah, I always say at least look at like two or three because mm-hmm. because one gonna hit different. Yeah, just does. But it says, uh, "But Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue." Then the Lord said to him, "Who has made man's mouth? Who who makes him mute or deaf, or seeing or blind?" Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. That's Exodus 4, 10 and through 12. Um, I'll kind of say how I feel. You give your two cents on it, and then we'll be out of here. But okay. uh, for me, uh, from finding out, because I told you before, and I say all the time now, but when I found out I had ADHD, um, it, made my, it made, I felt better, like, mm-hmm. because... You talking about a solid C student over here struggling, got in trouble so many times for report cards. Talked to my parents about him. Like I went to Sylvan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a geometry teacher. I used to go to his basement, and uh, he teach me, you know, math. And um, he kicked me out. Like he's like, Miss, I'll never forget it. When the back seat is a Mercury Sable, I never forget this in my mom's car. She closed the door. She he said, Mrs. Coates, like I've been doing this for years. <laughs> you know, bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. It may. It, I feel so much better um, knowing it was something because I found myself saying like, "It just can't be me. I can't be this wrong or this whatever all the time." Anyway, um, we were talking about. I forgot what the. You remember what we were talking about? about um, I stutter sometimes. I have so many thoughts in my head, and uh, I think she mentioned this as as, as a. Um, as an example, and just so happened, I'm going through different, you know, scriptures and stuff, and this one popped up. I'm like, this got to be the one, and it kind of ties into him too. Talking, I think it's perfect. Um, I thought when you talked about you being introverted, and then I think about being eloquent and being, you know, you really coming out of yourself a lot to do this. So you, you know, you have to have a certain amount of conviction, or you know, you feel called to do this. Um. For people that are listening, this is a, just an example that you might not feel like you're enough in your calling, but you have the tools in the toolbox to do it, whatever it may be. Um, we can use ourselves as an example. You've heard us talk, you know, for the last, I guess, hour. Um, and I just felt I just felt this. I had to say this for anybody who might be listening is that, you know, you do have God's already equipped you. All right, that's with, right. With um everything that you need. Absolutely. Um, what's the thing that Pastor Todd be saying? I didn't call the. I. Call yeah. Say it again. He didn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, yep. and that that resonated with me a lot. And I think we are in a a space of time where people don't feel like they're enough at all. Mm-hmm. 
like anything. Mm-hmm. Comparison sucks, kills. Like mm-hmm. Jonathan and Grant, we see these people, you know, uh, in, the, in the media, and or even my, like comparing myself to that two-year-old drummer. I'm not good enough to be no drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a prodigy. He's just mm-hmm. crazy. I'm not meant to be. You know, and we we destroy our dreams before we even have a chance to to try. Right. And um, I just want to you know impart upon people and let them know like you you got this. You are enough. And God, yeah. if hey. God wants you to do something, you're gonna do it no matter what. Yeah. That's all he was doing. I think this is I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, he was like, I can't do this, I can't speed these people. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have the word to say, but Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I think in it because on on one side, if if the vision if the vision that God has for you, if it can be fulfilled in your own strength and ability, if it doesn't scare you, mm. it's probably not God. Wow. Okay. So here it is that Moses, God calls Moses, and he tells them of this. He was like, man, I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use you. I'm going to flow through you. We're going we're gonna to work together in this partnership mm-hmm. to see a whole nation delivered from out of slavery. Yeah. And so, like, what we always do, we go to our imperfections what we feel like disqualifies us hmm. from from partnering with God to see his work be manifested on the earth. Mm. Well, you don't you don't know what I did last night. You don't <laughs> you don't know, well, I got this speech impediment. Yeah. I have whatever. We we will listen, we we're Find good. A lot of stuff wrong listen, we're else. good right. in talking right. ourselves out of a blessing. Like, and what God did was like, look, man, I'm bigger enough. I'm bigger than your imperfections. I'm bigger than what you feel like disqualifies yourself. If I've called you, my calling is bigger than your imperfections. My, Mm. my calling, me calling you is bigger than your mistakes. That's good. As you navigate and as you rock with me, as you walk with me, as you trust me, as you just go on this journey with me, you'll see what I've created and what I've placed inside of you. The Bible says this, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered in Jay and Tiana's heart mm-hmm. the things that God has prepared for them. The question is here today, will you just, will you just trust? Will you just mm-hmm. take the step? Will you just take the step? Because all that you need, he's already put inside of you. Mm-hmm. If we just shift our focus off of self and keep our focus on him and just submit and just trust the journey, we'll be amazed to see what God will do in us and through us to to serve people. Listen, I'll leave this since you put on Moses. Yeah. Moses was in Egypt. God called him out of Egypt for 40 years. He didn't know it. But God took that 40 years to take the Egypt out of Moses for the sole purpose to partner with him, to send him back into Egypt to be a deliverer. Mm. There are things that God has in this journey for both of you. 
that God has worked out of you to send you back into that same world to be a deliverer, to mm. point people to this message, this good news of our Savior who's incredible, who's loving, who will meet you right where you are. Even in the midst of this, what you guys do here, you guys will, are touching people that you will never see on this side of eternity. Mm. Stay committed to it. Keep pressing, keep pushing, keep take, keep even looking at the limits that y'all have put on yourselves and ask God to take those limits off because I truly believe that y'all don't even understand what God has for you guys. We don't. We've been, we've been focusing on that, you know, being on one accord and, you know, our, we've recently refigured out that, you know, our marriage is, um, it's a form of worship as well. Yeah. And, and using us, using us as an example for God, God working on us and our marriage is, um, my love for her, her love for me. Mm-hmm. I had to relearn that too. Like, okay, yo, the way I treat her is a form of worship. Yeah. But, you know, right. And so how people see us is important. Yeah. As a marriage. So, yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, God bless y'all. Yes. And, and to whoever's listening, That's good. man, God is with you. He's for, for sure. you. Um, he wants to love you so well that whatever it is that you put your hope and trust in that doesn't line up with his will, you will see that it's not even, it can't even compare to his amazing love and his grace and his presence in your life. Amen. And, uh, man, thank you guys so much. Thank for, you. Man, Round thank of applause. Y'all I gotta put a lot of applause in this. Oh, whatever. I always forget to <laughs> put it in there. <laughs> 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 um, if you're not in Austin... Well, if you are in Austin, come to the church. I'm just telling you to do it. Just try it out for one. Well, for two, no, uh, they do a uh, church online as well. Yep. I'm going to put online. all this stuff in the um, in the bio, and you might get a chance to hear him sing one of these days. I don't. You never know when he's coming up there. Someday he he does like a quick second, and the other days he might do a whole song. You never know. You just never know. You know, you just never know. But everybody else can sing too. I'm just saying. He's come on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I gotta hype up my guests. No, no. I'm gonna put everything. You can find out where you can reach him. Um, find out about Faith Academy. Everything. Um, but again, yep. thank you for just being here and being dope and amazing. Yeah. Can this, I shout out my wife? Yes. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. Shout out my wife, Andrew Moore. She's incredible. She's amazing. I mean, she's uh, man, she's she's over the top. I mean, she is the <laughs> bomb. I mean, when we start dating, a buddy of mine, he was like, man, can you believe that you're actually oh. dating and you, you're going to marry Andrea Miller? I was like, yeah, doc. She, 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 you picked, know. she picked me. Favorite she chose me. You know what I'm saying? So big shout out to her and, and big shout out to our boys. Incredible. Uh, they are. They're all Incredible so kings. They are different. All different. And by the way, they dress. EJ, JoJo, and Trey. They are so different. Yeah. I mean, you know, EJ is. EJ and JoJo are like. I mean, EJ and Trey are kind of like. They're not really into the clothes. I mean, EJ tries to think he is, but he's not. <laughs> but JoJo is definitely a uh, fashion one. Okay, he's, yeah. he's definitely into it all. So, man, big out, big shouts out to them. Love them, guys. Yeah, you can definitely tell that. Uh, and I, I talked to them a little bit. It's just a full tag because we, we was in a small, small group. Small group. And um, I was like, hey, I know it's different. Yeah, you pops, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. I know, I know. I said, you know, so 
I said, I got a little piece of that with my dad being a deacon and all that stuff. But I was like, I know, you know, having you in the spot all the time is, is hard. And they have that dynamic of being a preacher's kid. Well, and I, I even try to tell them. Good. Yeah. yeah, I try to tell them, don't walk under that false yoke of this expectation that people put on preacher kids. Like, okay, my, my, ki- yeah. my kids can go through the process of learning how mm-hmm. to, but, but you're, no, we're not, no, no. we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. So yeah. I, I think you shed a lot of light. I tried to ask a lot of good questions because again, we talked about people want to ask the preacher, yeah. but yeah. um, I think you shed a lot of light on how we can be for the kingdom. Yeah. And to combat all the questions that we hear all the time, yeah. because you you can have many Facebook fights as you want, but you I mean, you know what I'm saying. So people yeah. really want to know. But I think we did a really good job. What you think with this? I think we did. <laughs> I was right now taking yeah, notes. taking notes. Yeah. So, uh, anything you want to say before we out? Nah, man. Just man, God's peace and blessings yes, be sir. upon you guys as you guys are transitioning to the next chapter and the next chapter and <laughs> know, right? a great journey and. We're going to see how they go. It's going to be great. You know, we're going to El Paso. Did they tell y'all that? El Paso, Doc. El Paso. You're going to El Paso. She had a piece about coming off. I was nervous. I know we got to go. I'm sorry. And then the only reason it was in my top five, because we got to choose like a top 10 or mm-hmm. whatever, is because of career progression. I said, ain't no way I'm going to get El Paso. And I prayed, and I, f- I almost feel like I shouldn't have. I, sh- I did, but... <laughs> I was like, really, God? You know what I'm saying? Like, you pray. For- I said, hey. God, I said, God, I said, wherever you want us to go, I know it's where we're supposed to be. And he was like, El Paso. <laughs> and it was like, just not El Paso. Just nah. not right. <laughs> I should have said that. I, but I'm saying to myself, I should have mentioned it in the prayer. Got him. But I do feel like, um, as weird as it may seem, that he, that's where he wants us to go. Yeah. And I have a, a such a piece of it. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, that's where we're going. So this has been another edition. The No Tack Talk podcast. No Tack. <laughs> it's always a reminder to live with a little No Tack in your life. Mm. Y'all have a great Have a great day. Yeah. Peace. Peace. The No Tack Talk podcast is executively produced and hosted by me, yours truly, Jay Coates. Associate producer, Dr. T. Coates. And you can also follow our dog on Instagram at Titan the Poodle. All music, all music is done by my boy Luke Simmons, so you can check out his contact info in the description of this episode. And also, if you have a podcast or an idea for one, please let us know. We are now a part of the brand new No Tech Talk Podcast Network, where we plan to change the landscape of how podcasts are done completely. See you next time for the next episode. Peace.